No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line Friday, 2-21-20. It's 2020 for real, huh? Man, February's flying by. February, it's, it's already a wrap for February. It's, it's been a while. February's not going on. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, Me and Mick, gee, you know I miss you. If we don't talk for, if we only do one show a week, you know I start to miss you. Like, like right around this time. So I'm glad we back on the line. <laughs> My man. <laughs> <laughs> Segment one, we're going to talk uh, weekend preview biggest stories right now. We're going to talk Wilder Fury 2. Uh-huh. That's a big fight. Huge. Massive Heavyweights, fight. baby. Heavyweights back in the mix. So we're going to go uh-huh. over that. Kyrie Irvin out for the season. I want to get your thoughts there. He's missed 99 games the last three seasons. We're going to go over that. Trey Young drops the fitty piece on Miami last night at home in front of Quavo. Um, a bucket. He is a real problem, and I I, I want to <laughs> go through uh, some thoughts there. Trey Ice Trey Young has been doing his thing. Segment two, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go through a three piece spicy of questions, extra biscuit. We're gonna go over the NFL CBA. We're going to go over Kemba missing time after the All-Star weekend. And then I got a question I'm going to keep on ice for quick because I always like to get his opinion on these type of things. Segment three, we're going to close the Chicago-only talk. Um, Bulls come out of the All-Star break and get steamrolled by none other than the Charlotte Hornets. Um, The Bears have some decisions on who they should cut or who they should keep. Should they offer Trubisky a fifth year? Kind of want to touch on that. A lot of Derek Carr heat yesterday, too. Yeah. It's I don't know like, if you caught that. I don't know if that was bullshit or not, though. I feel like that was some Twitter some Twitter bullshit. Hey, we, but. we can talk about it. What's going on? Man, not too much, man. Bro, I back, just... Back, back home. Yeah, how was Iowa? You was in Iowa. <laughs> uh, super, super trash. Look, man, I think I, I tweeted this out the other day, but, like, you, you appreciate Chicago when you go to another city and you try to get Postmates. Or Grubhub. Bro, or Uber. And the app tells you immediately. The app tells you immediately there's no Postmates available. You can't even so get it was, Uber. I want to say it was Wednesday night. I got to my hotel. Um, and I'm like, cool, man. I'm going to just find something to eat. Like, you know, nothing too crazy. I know right. where I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting nothing gourmet. Just, you know, give me a sandwich, whatever it might be, right? Um, but obviously, I'm not driving. So I hop on the app. Bro, it's like no post made available, no post made available, no post made available. What about like DoorDash it, or something? None of it, bro. No DoorDash, no Grubhub, no nothing. Like it, at one point, it was like the only thing that was open was Red Lobster. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You should have pulled I, up. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and get this seafood pasta. Like I'm straight. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I, I ain't stunned on nobody. So I get through the whole order. And then when I click submit, it says, yeah, no post made available. I'm like, come on, man. So I finally go downstairs to a little restaurant in the hotel. It was whatever. But, yeah, man, you just you forget that, like, yeah, yeah, Postmates, Uber, Lyft, all that shit. Like, we have so many drivers that, like, we get our shit in, like, 10 minutes. Like, out there, like, nah, bro, it's slim pickings. 
It's a luxury. It's a luxury. It's yeah, a big it's a luxury. Three. It's a hundred percent a luxury, man. So yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I'm glad you made it back in one piece. Gee, I guess what I just finished up this uh, huh. last late last night. My girl went to sleep, and I finished that new Narcos season. Oh man, you love Narcos, huh? Yo, bro, I love everything about it, dog. The the acting, they, it's. You know how you have shows where it'll be overtaken by too much violence or too much sex, and it's like the storyline's lacking? That's power. Nar- <laughs> <laughs> Narcos has a bit of everything. Like, they got the sex. They got the, the violence. They got the drugs. But the writing is good, and the acting is on par. So I really rocked with it. I thought it was a really good season. And they include the element of... Because it's loosely based on, you know, true events that happened over history. And they'll include, like, actual news clips from the 80s about, you right. know, who got arrested and who didn't. I really rock with it. You got to check it Look, out. L- let me ask you something, because I've wanted to watch Narcos, but I find that this is the problem that I have. Bro, there's so many good TV shows out there. Like, I feel like every day someone is telling me, like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. You know what I'm saying? Like. And, like, I'll write it down. I have, like, a running list in my head of shit that I want to watch. And it's, like, 150 shows now. So, it's like, <laughs> when am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. when am I ever going to find the time to watch this shit, you know, like, I really want to? Like, there's a gripper show. Like, I want to watch Succession. I'm like, I haven't had the time. Like, you, I have so many shows to watch that it almost makes me not want to watch shows. Does that make sense? It's like, yo, I can't even. Yeah, you get overwhelmed. I, I, it's, like, it's like when you have so much work to do, you're like, fuck it, I'm not even going to start. Like, that's where I am with these TV shows. Like, I got so many shows to watch. I'm just not going to watch anything because, yeah, the, as soon as I start something, I want to watch the new shit. Then you got to go back. You got to remember. My memory already sucks. I don't remember what happened in a show last week, let alone a few weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So I'll get to it. I know I will. I just got to find, like, those three or four days where, like, I'm in the crib and it's like, yo, you got to, you know. I got some time to watch it. I, know, I thought, like, being in the hotel the last couple of nights, I would have been able to do it, but no, man, you just start bullshitting. I already know exactly what you're talking about because if I'll get, if I get a recommendation to watch a show and it's like I open it and it's like six or seven seasons, I'm like, yo, this is too much of an undertaking. I'm going to chill. Right. Like, do you really, if, it, if a show is six seasons, seven seasons, first off, 90% of the time, that means it's a really good show, right? Yep. So it's a big commitment. It's like, man, I don't know, bro. I just, That's I a seven lot of seasons. time. Man, I'm yeah. dead. Because then if you get into it, you start you start planning your day around when you're going to finish these episodes. 100%, and shit. bro. <laughs> and, like, forget it. If you want to watch, like, sports or anything like that, like, forget about it. It's like, man, do I watch this three-hour game or that's three episodes? Like, man, right. hold on. 100%. You start, you start making those type of decisions. So it's like, okay, what's the ideal time? It's like, well, when sports are dead. But when sports are dead is like, that summertime during those baseball season, but it's like, yo, it's summertime. I'm not sitting in the crib tonight and watching a show for four hours. You know what I'm saying? So all day. You're yeah, like, bro. all right, I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a body <laughs> two episodes and like before work. And then, yeah. I'm, and then I'm gonna get all my shit done. I'm gonna I'm catch one at lunch. No, nah, it's just like, interrupting your whole day. <laughs> yeah, you watch. Yeah, exactly. You watch one on your phone at lunch and shit. It's like, right. like it's nobody, like, nobody talk to me. Like, man, I hope no, I'm a duck off. Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So like, if this, this shit got, becomes like yeah, if this got seven seasons and I gotta watch like For, eighty about episodes, it. it's like, all right, I, you it. know what? I'm not even gonna start this shit. Don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, forget about it, bro. Like, Give I me the couldn't even tell you what I'm. I couldn't even tell you what I'm watching right now because I'm just like, I don't even think about it.
Right. All right. Well, you should check that out. Narcos, Mexico, season two, I believe. I think it's season I'll, two. I'll put, I'll put it on the list. Yeah, put it on the list. All right. Let's get into it. Wilder Fury 2, the first fight was off the hook. I truly believe Fury won the first fight. Mm. Um, I know it's really hard to give a you, – you can't you – can't, listen, let me put it like this. I think Fury won the first fight, but to take the belt away from the champ, you have to really beat them decisively, and you can't, you, you can't, you can't get, get knocked, knocked down. down twice yeah. in the fight and then knock yep. down late it's just always gonna end up either you losing or if it's that close they're like all right let's just make it a draw we're not gonna you, not, you have to never, win the fight you, you have to win the fight 100 percent. they're not gonna yeah. take the belt away from the champ if it's close that's what it is right. that's boxing it's always been like that and that's just how it is right mm-hmm. so i'm excited about the fight Real before we get into before we get into the details, give me your perfect setting to watch a fight. Like, is it at the crib with a couple uh, people with some grub, or do you like to be at a spot? Or what's up? I like to be at a spot for the fight. Like I've done both. You know what I'm saying? I think we watched. Uh, which fight did I watch with you over at Jason's crib? I don't remember, but like that was fun. Like that's cool. But then I've also like. The cool thing is, like, one sport that my girl will sit down and watch is boxing. Yeah. So, like, it's cool. Like, we'll make some dinner. We'll get some drinks. And, like, we can kick it and watch a fight. You know what I'm saying? And, like, she'll get into it and all that. So, I- I'm cool either way. Um, yeah, man. Like, I kind of want to watch this one in a group setting. I think I'd hit. That's why I'd hit you. Like, yo, what's good? But, like, I- it's not one of those things where it's like, damn, I missed the fight party. But, like, you know, I. I- I like to kick it, bro. I like to right. watch sports with people. So I'll say in a group setting for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. The group setting. Yeah, but I'm not mad. I'm not going to be sitting at the crib like, fuck. Because, you know, right. boxing is quick, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fight, right. depending on what kind of fight it is, the shit's going to last, like, you know, 30, 35 minutes. So it's not like, you know, a three and a half hour event or anything like that. So, well, to go um, back to your, to go back yeah. to talking about watching it with your girl, I'm not going to flex on everybody listening. Like, I'm a big time boxing guy. So it is interesting, too, when you get your girl to watch the undercard. And yeah. honestly, I know just as much about some of these guys as she does. Yeah. So it's like, yo, like we just pick random dudes and have fun with it. So it, it, it watching it with your girl is fun. And like you said, it's like I don't really have to explain shit either. Like this guy's trying no. to beat up this other guy. This guy's trying to beat up this guy. <laughs> it's it's going to happen That's quick. It. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can get into the nuance and the science if you want to. But right. like to your point, like I don't know it like that. I would never – get up and pretend to tell you about like the science of boxing. Right. Like I feel like I know more than the, the super casual fan, but I'm not like an expert. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, kind of like you said, Hey, you get together, you watch the undercard. Yo, one cool thing. Like for me, I remember when Canelo was an undercard fighter for yo, Floyd. real shit. Do you remember that? And, like, yeah, yo, this dude yeah. is dope. Like who's this little red haired Mexican dude? Like this dude is nice. Like, woo, woo, but he was always fighting Floyd's undercards and that's how he got his name. And then when he became a marquee guy, it was like, oh, okay, for sure. Like when they announced that he was fighting Floyd, I was like, oh, like damn, that's a that's a crazy oh, ass come up. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a crazy ass come up. Like I know Canelo, so yeah, you get to see some of the up and coming dudes. Like I wish, man, like we should do this, man. But like I wish I could get into like boxing like that because I love, I love boxing, man. Like I was a, I'm subscribed to the Zone. Like I watch classic fights. I'll go back and watch like the Ring Magazine Fight of the Year sometimes, like on some random shit. 
Um, so like, I, I really love boxing, but it's just so hard to like know who's the next dude. You know what I mean? Like, I heard uh, when you had uh, bro, honestly, your boy on talking about UFC, it's like I don't know none of these dudes, bro. bro it's hard biggest, to know. Like, the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle, I think for. The casual boxing fans is all the belts, all the divisions. Yeah. It's never been clear cut. Like, I don't know WBC, WBF. Like, if you're, it's hard to be a casual boxing fan because of that. I exactly. Think. So, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I always get excited for a big fight. I think it's always Absolutely. fun. And it's just the, the purity of boxing is, is, is the best thing about it for me. So, the rematch is Saturday. The press conference this week was off the hook. <laughs> essentially. Two characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to play the audio clip here in a second. But essentially, Wilder thinks you're lucky that you're even sitting down with me talking about this. I pulled you out the dumps. You were a cokehead. This, that, and the third. You were when, when you were fighting, 30 people were showing up. Now it's 30,000, blah, 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 whatever. This is the press conference from a couple of days ago. D. Wilder, Tyson Fury, too. Don't he dare ever, he better not ever say he got me to big time box. Ever in this game, I'm going to slap him. Because if Welcome anybody, to big time boxing. I'm waiting for the slap. to big time boxing me. Don't you, don't, don't ever forget. When I found you, you were you were strung out on coke. When I found you, you was you was like a big house, contemplating about killing yourself. So don't you ever forget who brought you to big time box. I drug you back. I brought you back. That's I was the man who beat Vladimir Klitschko and took over the division, not you. And I brought you to big time I give you your biggest payday you've ever had. I'm talking big woman. Cherry picked me. You were contemplating about killing yourself because you didn't want to leave. And that's the man you wanted to take on, was it? The man who was going to kill himself. I said, so you gave yourself an easy victory, did you? I said, you get in that gym. I said, I dare you to come back. I said, you won't come back. And what you did? Come on. I come you back heard, and pick you your heard, ass you all over. Me. We Yo, will go back. And forth. I'm hit a nerve. I mean, Wilder is talking pretty strong there. <coughs> and my other thing is, they got so now the weigh-ins today, Friday, the 21st, and they've been banned to face off against each other. They don't want every anything jumping off. That could, you know, I don't know. They, I guess it's so intense right now. They don't want them squaring off after the weigh-in. <laughs> what? What is? What is too far when trash talking for you? Like, was that too far? No, not at all. No, what? I think like the McGregor Khabib shit was the perfect example of like. The, you're crossing all types of crazy-ass lines. You know what I mean? Like, McGregor was digging deep. Um, everybody knows that Tyson Fury had some issues. Everybody knows that he was out of the sport. You know what I mean? And he kind of opens himself up to that with his whole personality to be talked about like that. So, no, I didn't think that that was too far at all. He's like, yo, you're a, you're a cokehead. You were out of the sport. You need me. I mean, it was all bad. Because here's the thing. Wilder doesn't have to fight Fury. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to fight him the first time. He doesn't have to fight him. I, um, I think he so did he, have to fight him the second time. But, yeah, he did give him well, a yeah, chance Well, yeah, the second the time he has to fight him. Absolutely, he has to fight him on this fight. But he didn't have to fight him on that first fight. So he did kind of throw him a bone. 
know what I mean? Like Fury took himself out the mix um, for a couple of years there. So he not, he didn't really have to fight him. He's telling him the truth, bro. I gave you, I gave you life. I gave you a second chance. You know what I mean? I gave you two fucking mega fights. You know what I mean? You're back on your feet now. Thank you. Or you're welcome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think it was too far to talk about his problems. I mean, like, you know, you want to kill yourself and shit like that. Like, yeah, right. Okay. That's like, not in, too far. It's in bad. It's in bad taste. That's but where I, mean, I was like, gonna go. Fury is the type of Fury talks a lot of shit and talks reckless and always has. So you open yourself up to that. So Listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm big. Yeah. I, I'm I'm cool with the coke shit and all that. I don't know if you should be talking about. Hey, man, you called me when I spoke to you. You was ready to kill yourself. I made you get back in the gym. I think he didn't have to add all that. But I also think you're trying to promote a fight, right? So we're talking about it right now. We're excited about seeing it. And that just Absolutely. adds that just adds to the to the hype of the fight. I also think this whole thing that they don't like each other and they hate each other is a bunch of bullshit anyway. Uh, yeah. If for you sure. go back and watch the post fight after the first fight, they were hugging each other, loving each other how much they respected each other, this, that, and the third. He was one of the best fighters that he'd ever come across. It's a whole bunch of shit to just hype the fight up, right? After this fight, I guarantee you they'll hug, they'll connect, they'll be like, yo, good shit. Either way, this is is that fake beef. I don't think this is that that real hate, like to go back to Connor and uh, Khabib. They, They did not fuck with each other. They do not fuck with each other. Yeah, yeah. that was real. Yeah. yeah, I don't think this is that. No, this is them getting high. They're selling the fight, man. I mean, this is what. So what's too far then to sell the fight? What's too far? I think then? too too is far would probably T? be going with some real like personal. Is Pusha T too shit. far? What, is what yeah. Pusha T did that was too far? What we're revealing that you had a child. That and talking about his boy's about to die. Oh, right. his boy's about to die. Like yeah, shit like that is wild to me. Like that was <laughs> reckless. Not even revealing the child. Like, when Pusha T started talking about his producer over here dying and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? But Pac did the same shit, talking about Mob Deep, so I don't know, and I enjoyed it. I don't know, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm the type of person, like, and I don't know if you're like this, too, but I'm, like, I'm the type of person, like, when I think in my head, like, if somebody, like, came at me, like, the type of shit I would say back to them, like, I'd be thinking of some foul-ass shit. So, I don't necessarily say it, but these dudes are just selling the fight, man, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You talking about like an old row session? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, I really could say this, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> the, difference is, the difference is these dudes say it. You know what I'm saying? So, now nah, push your teeth without a lie. That was grimy. Okay. Some of people dying and shit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Man's got a family. But no, nah, I didn't think none of this was out. I didn't think any of this was out of line. I thought of... And Wilder's always saying some wild shit. What did he say last year about fucking... Uh, He's gonna kill somebody or something like that. Like, dude is wild. Oh yeah, bro. he did. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, he's talking about killing people in the ring. And shit. <laughs> like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, yeah, like, I'm if gonna he, kill you. If he dies, he dies. Type shit. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> he's on that Drago. So, I mean, Wilder's entertaining, bro. He's a fucking big dumb country motherfucker that just says all types of wild stuff, man. How do you see the fight going? <clears throat> oh man, because I don't I know. Think, I think everybody, if if. Go first off, you everybody should go back and watch the first fight. Yeah. It was it was actually a, an incredible performance by Fury. He moved the entire fight, moved his head, moved his feet, moved around. He got caught a couple times, but for the most part, he was moving. He had uh Wilder off 
He didn't really know what to do with him, to be honest. Yeah. He was trying to figure him out the whole fight, was almost running out of time, and was able to knock him down late. He, Fury did his thing. Now, going into this fight, Fury's changed his trainer. He's talking about how he doesn't, he said, to, he's essentially saying, yo, I obviously cannot trust the judges. I need to try to go and knock this guy out, and I do not think that's the way he should go. I think he needs to run it back exactly what he did last time and, and try to get to a decision, but no one's pushed uh, Wilder to a knockout spot like that. Obviously, they're both undefeated, but Wilder has also looked really good in, bo- in, in, in some recent rematches with uh, the Cuban guy. What is his name? Luis Ortiz. Yeah, Luis Ortiz. He looked really good. See, as, I, like, I, look, I don't even first, think he looked good in that fight. He, no, but the, he just did what Deontay Wilder does. But the, fir- but the first fight, I, I, yeah. I almost thought he should have lost that one. It was it was getting super late, and then he, he knocked him out, right? No, for sure. But the last one, I mean, he was, you know, it was. It he was, looked a lot was, better, though. Yeah, but the, the thing with Wilder is this. It doesn't matter how he looks throughout the fight. Wilder can fight eight terrible rounds. If he catches you with that right hand, there's a 99.9% chance it's, it's, it's curtains. You know what I mean? Even though, even even Fury, he caught Fury with the right, but then knocked him out with the left, right? Um, bro, that right hand that he has is so vicious. It's just it's so vicious. Like, I don't think that he's that skilled of a fighter. I don't think he's a technician at all. I don't think he's a particularly sophisticated fighter. Like, when you watch Wilder, you're not like, oh, my God. You know, like, look at the the, the, the sweet science. You know what I mean? Look at the beautiful way he moves and, and his, his, his technique and all that. He is just, he has the most vicious right hand I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, they... It's just the, it's the most vicious right I've ever seen. And he catches people with it, and it's just curtains. And it comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, he can throw it so quick for such a big dude um, that, yeah, bro, I mean, he catches you with that right, and it, it just, like, you've seen it. The knees buckle. It's game over. So, um, it's hard. I don't know, man. I already I already have money on Fury. Yeah, I know. You told me. What would you get it at? Uh, I didn't even, I got, I just bet some of the homies. I didn't, I, I didn't even, oh, okay. I, I, no, nothing substantial. Um, yeah. but currently I think he's plus 110 and Wilder's minus 130. Yeah. I'm really, going with Wilder, man. I'm really interested to see what Fury comes in at weight wise. If you watch the videos of the press conference, he's all covered up in a bunch of big ass jackets and hoodies yeah. and shit. You don't know what he looks like under there. I'm excited to see the weigh in today and see if he comes in at 275, he he really is going to try to knock this dude out. Yeah. If he comes in slimmer, 260, something around there, 257 or something like that, then he actually might try to box him and do what he did last fight. But if he comes in heavy, he's really going to try to actually he's, fight he's this guy and not yeah. box him. Right. Right. So yeah. on wax, I got Fury. I'm. Uh, it's really. Uh, it's really going to be interesting to see what he comes out on the way in. But um, I think he won I the got, last I got fight. Deontay. I think he won the last fight, and I think Deontay's been playing with hot fire for a little while. And I think he might run out this this Saturday. 
You mean in the sense that his fights don't necessarily look that great until he yeah, catches? Yeah, no, he just that's just the way that he fights. But I feel like, see, but against these him, good fighters, yeah. It, Some, somebody wrote this like three years ago. This dude wrote this long ass article. I want to say it was before. It was before Wilder fought. Um, I don't. I think it was before the first Ortiz fight. And they were saying the same thing, like, yo, he's been playing with fire. He doesn't really look that good all the time. He's not that great of a boxer, like, all that shit. And then you watch him, man, it's just that that's kind of his whole style, bro. Like, he's not a masterful fighter, but he has a, a knockout punch, you know what I mean, for lack of a better term. Like, he has that, he just has that in, 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 his, uh, in his repertoire, and it's the most vicious knockout punch in the sport. He has the most vicious punch in the sport. No doubt. No, no. Yeah, Yo, so. to go back to what we were saying, Deontay Wilder, current WBC heavyweight title holder. Fury, former unified WBA, IBF, WBO, IBO, and the ring lineal heavyweight champ. Like, what the fuck is all this shit, man? Yeah, stupid. Like, Come on, dog. So well, but, Wilder has forty-one out of forty-two knockouts. Oh yeah, he just KOs niggas. <laughs> he's been he's been to one decision, <laughs> and the one decision was a draw. Yeah, was, he, no, 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 no. His one decision was uh, no. Nah, he he fought Bermain Stavern in twenty fifteen. He got a decision. Yeah. yeah, but everything else has been a, has been a uh, has been okay. A yeah, hey, yeah, real yeah. quick, I wanted to ask you this because I was uh, something I was thinking about. So obviously, ESPN is hosting this fight and they're putting on the espn plus which is something that they're obviously trying yeah, to drive or promote like big the quadruple paywall yeah yeah exactly so they're trying to you know make it huge everything like that i don't and i've missed the last couple of days of shit just being in work but i feel like if i'm espn and i'm selling this fight for pay-per-view i am literally putting this all over my platform like you're espn you can control the sports narrative if you want to um i'm promoting the shit out of this fight like I am promoting the shit out of this you fight. Sports I'm Center, these... You want Sports Center with patches all on that shit. All over the place. We're live. We're live <laughs> from Vegas. We're doing this. We're here. We got this person on call. We got Wilder on today. We got Fury on today. We're gonna promote the shit out of this fight. We're gonna make it so that we can get some people who normally wouldn't purchase this fight to purchase this fight. Cause obviously we're putting a big investment in boxing and combat sports. Like, that's what we're putting all over the ESPN Plus app. Like, what a great opportunity. This is the first big, like, heavyweight fight in since I don't know when. You know what I mean? Like, when we were kids, everything was heavyweight fights, and that's what people loved. Um, like, yeah, I'll be promoting the shit out of this, man. Boxing just kills me, bro. Like, I feel like, yeah, man, I, I have I have ideas on how to fix boxing, man, and they just need to they need to embrace, embrace the right shit. Like, if I'm boxing, I'm embracing gambling. Like, 100%. Like, hey, gambling is huge right now. Like, you want to know a great sport to gamble on? Boxing. Like, you know what I'm saying? What's better than putting some money down and then watching two dudes beat the hell out of it, each other for it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that um, is the best. <laughs> it is the best. You know what I mean? So, like, embrace embrace gambling, all that. Like, yeah, I feel like they could, uh, they, they, they should be having a resurgence going on, but they don't know what they're doing. But we'll see how ESPN handles this. Obviously, it's a big spot for them. I'm excited for the fight. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm working on a couple spots, so I'll uh, I'll holler at you offline, and we'll 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 lock it in. Yep. Um, Kyrie Irving out for the season has missed 99 games over the last three. 
What are your thoughts on uh, Kyrie? The news on Kyrie going out for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. Played twenty games this year. Yeah, played twenty games and made a lot of noise for a lot of other shit. Um, Yo, for know, as man. much noise as he made, you would think he. <laughs> Yo, my, you think he's yo, out there putting up numbers? Yo, my guy makes a lot of noise, man. A lot of noise. He's never played 82 games. He's never played 80 games. He never played, um, he never played more than 75. Yeah, he's never played more than 75 games, so it's nothing new for him to be hurt. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. And then he was voted the president of the Players Association, so obviously the players think that he knows what the fuck he's talking about, which is crazy to me. Um, so I thought there were some smart NBA players. I would not vote that guy in charge of anything. Um, but maybe he's viewed differently by players. But um, I don't know, bro. Look, man, I'm not – I don't know, man. I don't know where I am with Kyrie because I feel like last year the Boston situation was awful. This year he's been hurt. So, like, as far as where I am with him as, like, a hooper, like, I haven't seen him play high-level hoops in over two years. So, I don't know, man. We'll see how this is next year when he comes back with KD. I don't think it was a situation where he didn't want to play. I think he's hurt. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really know where I am with him. I'm kind of sick of him, to be honest with you. I agree 100%. I'm, I'm so sick. Of, I, I'm officially <laughs> sick of Kyrie, Doc. Yes. Like, you don't do anything when you're not playing with one of the best players in, on planet Earth. Simple. You don't do anything if you're if you're not playing with LeBron or soon to be Kevin Durant. It seems like you can't really make an impact on a team, on a conference, or any of that. So that's number one. As you mentioned, he's played. How many times do you think he's played seventy games in nine seasons? I have it in front of me, so I'm not going to answer. But, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. He's played 70 games three times in nine seasons, has never played more than 75. He's hurt all the time unless he's playing with LeBron. Then he's always healthy. So I'm not saying he's out here faking injuries or doing whatever, but something tells me next year he might play 78, 80 games for some reason. Right. Oh, so you think he's bullshitting. Uh, I don't think he's bullshitting. I think he's hurt, but I also think like any little speed bump, and he's like, ah, I'm like, ah, sit the rest of the year. But it's crazy because this is not a bad Nets team. You know what I mean? This was a playoff team last year. They're in the seventh spot right now. Um, like, why would he not want to? If I'm Kyrie, like, I would have looked at this year as kind of like a, re- a almost like a redemption thing for me. You know, like, all right, let me shut the fuck up and remind people who I'm at, who what I am. His, you know what, what was his What was his injury earlier in the year? Uh, wasn't it the shoulder? Hasn't it been the shoulder all year? Been shoulder the whole year? Yeah, I think it's been the shoulder all year. So, I mean, listen, like you said, I, I'm i not doubting that he's hurt, but it just seems like uh, it, it's also where the NBA is going right now. It's like, yo, we got to protect our guys, and we're not going to win the title or compete for it anyway, and we got KD back, so shut him down. Fine. But he's always hurt. It seems like he's when when talked about, it's always in the very, very top tier of NBA hoopers. And like like we said, he's missed ninety nine games the last three seasons. When he's played by himself, the whole Boston situation was a debacle. He gets to the Nets, 
We're excited to see what he's going to do by himself. Another chance. Essentially, they gave him this franchise in Boston. It went very badly. They gave him the they gave him the franchise in Brooklyn. This was going to be a year where he was by himself as the head guy. He doesn't want to take his hat off in team photos. He doesn't want to take his hat off in team photos. He does <laughs> shit. He, he does all types of crazy shit, and he's just not a leader, is what it comes down to. And yeah. he 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 thrives <laughs> in situations where they're just like, "Yo, go hoop," and we have another guy that can help you do that. But just go hoop, and we'll we'll see where we end up. Or we have another guy that you can help. I mean, that's really what it is. Like you said, he's best as 1B or really right. option 2. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I, we, we've seen option 1 Kyrie was those terrible Cleveland years, was the Boston debacle. Like you said, they replaced him with Kimba, and lo and behold, they're 20 times better, and you don't hear a peep out of that Boston locker room. It just seems like, yeah, he, he, he's problematic, and he doesn't play. And look, man, he's really good. Like Kyrie Irving is extremely talented. Problem. Like I'm never gonna sit here and be like he can't ball. Like even when he played this year, he was it like 27, seven and five or something like that. Like you know, what I mean, like he he he's a great basketball player. But yeah, I feel like you're right. He is mentioned in that breath of that super top tier, and I don't know. But he's if not a number he's one necessarily. There, he's not a number one. Yeah, you would never be like, yo, I want to build around Kyrie. Like yep. give me Kyrie and I'm and I'm gonna build. It would be like I need someone else and I'll bring Kyrie in. 27, 6, and 5 in the 20 games he played this year. I mean, no doubt. He's a stud. Yeah. But Great every situation he's been in where he's been 1A, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1A, the team has been terrible and it's been exposed that he can't lead the squad and a lot of shit starts to happen. Give him another guy, it's a different story. And also look at the fact Boston could not wait to get rid of him. We don't want to negotiate. Like, how often do you want to get rid of a 27-year-old player like that? You know what I mean? Like, hey, it wasn't no, hey, we had some bumps in the road. Let's see if we can fix this out. It's like good riddance. Yeah. We're not going to negotiate with you. Get out of the building. We will pack your bags. We will order you the Lyft XL. Just get the fuck out of Beantown and never come back. New comfort joint. And, <laughs> and he didn't come back. When it was time to go play against Boston, he didn't bring his ass back. So he's not going back over there. They're like, please get out of here. We don't care what yo, we traded for you. And that's actually like, get out of here. another funny point. It's like, yo, oh, you're not, you're not going to play in Boston? Like, he just doesn't want any type of. scary. Yeah, like any type of tribulation. Like, nah, I'm good. And then he writes that long ass, dumb ass post afterwards in which he just rambles. He's right. one of those dudes who's like, like, he's one of those dudes that's, like, he's a smart dude, but, like, he really believes he's a lot smarter than he is. And so he'll just go off on these long-ass tangents in which he uses a bunch of words. And to a lot of dumb motherfuckers, it's like, oh, Kyrie's intelligent. <laughs> but the, you know what I'm saying? And you know exactly what I mean, I know bro. Exactly you know people like Because you know people like this. Yeah. Um, oh, Kyrie's intelligent. But, like, to motherfuckers who know what that what, what those words mean, you're reading it. It's just like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I can use a bunch of four-syllable words, too, and make myself sound intelligent. But that doesn't mean that it makes any fucking sense. You know what I mean? He's over here just just going off about all types of shit and like the media like what are you talking about bro like nobody nobody is at home crying for Kyrie, Kyrie Irving yeah I like agree. you asked out of LeBron bro that's on you I don't, it wasn't a bad decision he was leaving you knew he was leaving it's all good like shut up you know what I think it is with him too like he got that ring out the way like when you're chasing that ring like yeah. your, your, fo your focus is very singular so like yeah. you may not be an asshole 
because you're still in pursuit. He got that ring out the way, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm here." You know I, what I'm saying? I'll like, sit if I, I want to. Twenty five. Yeah, I'll he's say what I want to say. Yeah, say what I want to say. And I had moments in that game like you can't tell me I was along for the ride. Like I hit the biggest right. shot in that right. series. So like, right. yeah. Right, you that's a great saying? point. So like, y'all yeah. got the ring. Ah, I'm Good. gonna sit. You know Good. what? I want. I want my own franchise. Send me to Boston. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, actually, this shit not really working like that. Get me out of. It. Yeah, that's a good right. point. If he, he never played on a meaningful team again, he's still an NBA champion. Yeah, that scored what? What did he average in that finals? He went nuts Cra- in that finals. He went nuts. He went nuts <laughs> in game seven. He went nuts. He had the biggest shot of the game. He went crazy in that finals. You so, know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, he, he's, he's done what he needed to do, man. Like, you reached that peak that early. He's peaked at 25. It was all said and done. He had his bread. He had his championship. He had his name. You know what I mean? He's got you his shoes. I, he's you know good. what I think it is, too? Yeah, he's got the kids. He's got everything he wants. He's good. Yeah, what do you need? I, this is the other thing. A movie? <laughs> no facts. <laughs> What's left? The other thing, I just think he holds himself in a very high regard, which is fine. I don't. I yeah. never knock anyone for you know being no. being cocky and being confident, all that. For sure, he holds himself in a very high regard, which I which I think is great. I don't think he's interested in playing with like a bunch of regular motherfuckers. Like he's well, yeah, he, he lets you know that he told well, you. That's that. what I'm saying. Like, but like these, like <laughs> ah, my like, I don't look. I don't. I never want to talk about if someone's hurt or how injured the shoulder is because we don't know, right? But I could see if it wasn't that banged up, he's not gonna go out of his way to play with Dinwiddie and 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 Harris and the rest of those guys. You like, Spencer Dinwiddie is nice. No, like, but but you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly he's what you're just saying. Like, yeah. man, you know what? Like in his eyes, it's like, yeah, I don't need to go play with these dudes. Yeah, right now, man. exactly. Do I yeah. don't need to do anything with these guys. We're gonna if if, if we make the playoffs, we're gonna get bounced in the first round anyway. Let me just chill, wait till Katie's back, and then we can make some real real noise. I really think that's kind of what goes through his mind as well. I think that that situation will be interesting next year because you're talking about like two of the moodiest players in the NBA. You know, what I mean, like obviously KD is very much in his head type of guy who has crazy ass mood swings, like we all do. I mean, he's a human being, but these are two, you know, emotional kind of where your heart, where your heart and your sleeve emotional, type guys yeah. who are emotional and tend to be moody and like two guys you don't really know what the fuck is going on with them. Kind of um, the difference with KD is he he is a masterful basketball like a masterful basketball one of the player, best of, you know all I mean? time. of all time i was thinking about this like you know like remember back in the day you used to play like nba live and 2k and like create a player like if you were creating the perfect basketball player you would create kevin durant you pretty much say hey give me a seven foot shooting guard that can literally do everything he can shoot he can handle he can pass he can defend he can take it to the cup like Le- kevin durant is the perfect basketball player i'm not saying he's the best um, but he is the perp- he, like, he is the package, right? If you want to give a, make, create a player and give him the entire package, like you would give him KD's package, maybe even over LeBron's package if you take out like the LeBronness of it off. You know, what I mean, if you're just talking about all right, like what 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 is what is their package? Like the KD the KD thing is is ridiculous. The seven foot shooting guard. Yeah, no, he's him and him and Anthony Davis are the biggest freaks yeah. walking the planet Earth. A hundred percent. Yeah, perfect. Yep. No AD, doubt about yeah. it. Seven foot shoots threes. Yeah. Yeah. Seven footers that can handle the rock. That's simple. That's what it is. It's, if you can yeah. handle the rock and you can shoot. Even Giannis. It, Giannis doesn't have the jumper, but he will. 
Oh, Giannis will have a jumper. That's the crazy thing. Like, I don't think it's a matter of like if like Giannis will have a jumper. Let's just think about that. Wait, you think one dribble pull up is coming? Yeah, it's coming. And the league, should, everybody, everybody should everybody should put their ball away. You know what I'm saying? Like, put your ball away. One if Giannis pull pulls up, Giannis? up, if Giannis has the one dribble pull up, it's over with. Like, just for, if he has the hezzy, forget about it. Like, the one dribble pull up, Giannis is stupid. You can't guard him. You can't do it. You can't do it. So give you, he's gonna give you forty. Ooh, the Milwaukee will go. The, Milwaukee will go eighty and two. The pump one dribble pull up. Ooh. Yeah, that would yeah, be crazy. I, I feel like they're. I'm going off on a tangent, but I even feel like they're getting disrespected. The Bucks. Like you bring. I know you talk about it all the time, but like they literally win every game Bro, by twenty points. They beat everybody <laughs> they, by they a dub every night. Yeah, every night. You guys want to play at Rucker? Fine, twenty. Look, George Hill is shooting matter. like fifty six percent from three. George Hill like is, is, is a great contributor. Awesome. For a Stays in the league team. forever. Yeah, he's a, he's a renter player for sure. Oh, what? He's But, yeah, he's a great just addition. He'll he'll be in the league forever, though, make a lot of money. George Hill around? Yeah, call him huh? George. Yeah, yeah, George. Yeah, George we, need, we need a point guard. We need some defense, some shooting. Is George around? George, yeah, George, yeah. Yeah, call he's him like, George. He, he's like Jay Crowder, but he actually provides value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we go. But yes, George, <laughs> George around right about Shut right up. about uh, right about May, April. Hey, George around? George, George available? What, what team is? <laughs> yeah, I think he's in Sacramento. Go get him. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and he I comes think he in got and just traded plays last solid. week. But Yo, yeah, we'll go get whoa. him. Shout out George Hill though, because you will literally play in the league for twenty years being that type of player. Like, oh, yeah, George no, Hill may never be a marquee name. George Hill will make $150 million playing basketball. No, never says a word. Comes like, out, yeah. plays D. That's it. The Hill family is straight. Yeah, shout out George Hill, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move over to Trey Young, Ice Trey. Hey, look. Look. Like, when he pulled up from half court during the All-Star game. I was like, this motherfucker is stupid. Bro, man. he... He dropped fitty piece last night, and he had one of my favorite fitties because the game was close, and he scored 20 in the fourth. It wasn't one of those I, – I hate to say this. I hate for this to come out of my mouth. It wasn't one of those Devin Booker yeah. run it up. Give it to me. Run it up the uh, – just run up the stat – Stat line, yeah, and, and then when the game when the game matters, he's not there. Right. Well, I don't yeah. know about that, but no, no that's true. You can look at the, look at the standing. I don't think I've ever won more. Than, I don't think I've ever been more than twenty-seven games. So, <laughs> Devin Booker been playing on an expansion team for six years. I'm gonna tell you this. That's the type of that's the type of fifty piece I like. They outscored the Heat thirty-nine to twenty-seven in the fourth quarter. He had twenty in the fourth to to. To add on to the 30 he already had going into the fourth. He's out there shooting 38, 39, 40 footers. Regularly. Regularly. Your thoughts. With confidence. You said what? My Your thoughts? thoughts on Trey. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. He's a, he's a fucking problem, dude. I was, uh, so like last week when we were talking about like our biggest surprises, I was thinking about going with Trey because honestly, I just didn't see this coming. Like I knew, we knew he was prolific in college, obviously. Um, but I was, I had questions about how he was going to be able to get that shot off in the NBA just due to his size, man, like he creates separation and he can just let it fly so fast. 
and he's aggressive, and obviously he has the greenest light in the world. Like, the team is garbage. He might be the worst defensive player in the entire NBA, but he is transcendent offensively. Like, he's one of those rare players that his offense is so good that if you're the GM and all that, you're just like, hey, look, man, we're going to take an L with him on the defensive side of the ball. Focus on putting around the right players around him because you need to surround him with three and D guys pretty much, right? Guys that are going to be able to shoot and guys that can play defense. Um, really guys that can play defense. And I feel like, you know, man, you, you, you got one there. Like, you really got one there. I still would have taken Luca over him, obviously with hindsight, but, man, you, you, you got one. And he shoots, bro, he shoots nine free throws a game. Which is stupid from the get. Yeah. She gets to the line nine times a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's <laughs> which is stupid. crazy because that's up from he got to the get line five times a game last year. He gets to the line nine times a game this year. So he's kind of figured out the modern NBA offense: shoot threes and get to the line. He is the modern NBA point guard. Yeah, he's he's like a five ten James Harden. Hundred percent. Yeah. Listen, bro. This and guy, he gets boards, bro. This guy's Steph Curry. I'm gonna. I mean, that's what it is. He doesn't shoot it as as a. At, he's not a better shooter than Steph. No, he's not that. But long. bro, in his second year in the league, he's going for thirty and nine dimes. Gets to the line like you said nine times a game. He shoots twenty-one, thirty-seven percent from three. This guy. Is Steph is is ahead of where Steph Curry was by far in his NBA career, and I don't. Why, why would it slow down? Yeah. This guy is Steph Curry. I don't. I mean, like I. It sounds crazy to say that, but I don't know how else to describe this guy. He has the handle. Just like look, Steph Curry's game went to the very next level, elite level, MVP level. When he got that handle. Yeah. when Because he, he, he could create that separation. When he could create the separation with the handle and then could also go by you. And remember, Steph started all of a sudden finishing crazy at the rack. Dude. Yeah. Yep, he, yep. He, he all of a sudden was, it was like Kyrie at the rack and then Steph at the rack from the guard yeah. position. Like they were both. 100%. He's Steph a crazy was finisher. finishing everything at the rack, right? Yeah. Uh, Trey's not there yet, but bruh. He's only 20 years old. It's a, he's 21 years old. It's his second year in the league. He's a better player than Steph was every every maybe not at Davidson, but like at Davidson Steph was going for crazy numbers like 29 and 5 or whatever it was, right? And Steph never got to the line like 25, this. yeah, 29 and 6. Almost when he when Steph yeah. was a senior, he was going for like 30 and 6 essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But the one year that Trey did play in college, it was 27 a game on nine assists, and he was playing in the Big 12. He was playing in the Big 12, not the Horizon right. League. Right, not the Southern yeah. Conference or whatever. Yeah, Davidson whatever the fuck conference in, right? he was in. Yeah. So uh, you, you can argue who was a better college player. Steph, Trey was only there a year. Steph, Steph played three years, right? There's no discussion on their first two years in the league who was a better pro. It's not even close. He's already been an all-star starter. Trey Young, if he can keep this up, him and he he is Steph Curry in the flesh, just younger, hundred percent in my opinion. Well, and the way that the NBA is set up and how young he is, it's not 
this is like a major stretch, but let's just say he continues on this trajectory. This dude could be one of the all-time leading scorers in NBA history. I let's mean, think if, about it. If he, he were to stay he, healthy and yeah, he's 100%. a shooter. Yeah, he's a shooter. So that means he's got another, what, 15, 16, 17 years to play. And if he continues at this level, they continue to keep the game, you know, offense friendly. Like, yeah, the game is 100% set up for him, man. Bro. It's all about what kind of team they put around him. Like, because again, his, his defense is so bad that you really got to look at, but he's going to score so many points that you can really take a flyer on some defense only type guys. You know what I mean? Cause Trey is going to, is going to make up those points, but you got to make sure that you're able to defend with him on the floor. So, um, yeah, they're in a good spot, man. They're in a really good spot with Trey. He's a fucking monster and he's so confident too. Like, that's the thing. Like we talk about all the time. I love confidence. Right. Like, I love that confidence that he has that he's pulling up from half court. You watch him in the all star game. He's like, I belong here. I like the way he carries himself. He's a goofy looking motherfucker, but you know what I'm saying? The way is terrible, bro. Someone needs to line him up. But, um, you know, he's just a hooper, bro. And that, that shot, like, yeah, he, he's vicious. And he got to the line, what, 18 times yesterday? Like, the shit is crazy. So I think, yeah, man, he, he's got that 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 one of once once in a generation type scoring ability, and he's definitely further than where Steph was. Only difference is Steph was six inches taller and a better defender. Steph Curry, but Trey's a better pure point guard. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, hundred percent. Yeah, without, he's a better without, playmaker than without Steph. question. Steph had to learn how to become that type of playmaker, whereas Trey is, yeah, it's innate. Without question. What year did Steph go back to back on the 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 MVP? Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. So those okay. years he was putting up thirty. Thirty and seven. Thirty and seven. Trey's, Trey's putting, putting up thirty, up 30 and, nine. and nine. Like the team, <laughs> yeah. the team is garbage. But he has no. He doesn't have anywhere near the help <laughs> that they don't even have a second option. Right. So put it like this, man. Steph didn't score thirty until. 30 a game until his, what, eighth season in the league? Something like when that. He was, One, when he two, was 26. three, four, five, six. His, so he was 27. He was 27 years old, and, and in his seventh year in the NBA when he started going for 30. It's Trey's second year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yo, I'm, as I'm looking at these numbers, it's really stupid that Steph just shoots at a forty-five percent clip from three, like all. Like and he shoots, all he shoots a, eleven threes a game. Shoots eleven. He <laughs> last year he shot twelve threes a game and shot forty-four percent. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's ridiculous, dog. Yeah, that's why. That's what I'm talking about when these analytics people are like, "Oh, well, we want to do the Golden State way." It's like you can't you can't replicate shooting tw- a forty-five percent on twelve threes a game. <laughs> You know what I mean, you can right. you can talk about that's the style of play that you want to have, but you can't do that, dog. Like you, you don't you you don't have the personnel for that. You know what I mean? So that's why it's like, yo, like yeah, chill, chill with all that. Like we want to play Golden State style. You need to create yeah. two of the top five shooters of all time. Yeah, call up Dale Curry and his wife, and yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, call call yeah. Michael Thompson call and his Michael wife Thompson. and be like, yeah, let me get it, let me get a couple right. more of those. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. So yeah, man. I uh, I remember. Trey Young, stay in the gym, man. Yeah, stay, stay in, in the gym. gym. I remember stay, we live had, in the gym. We had that draft show when he was coming out, and we were talking yeah. about you know who would we want. I don't know if I said Trey, but I think I was up there with Michael Porter Jr. I know, but Trey was definitely on there. 
I wasn't a big believer in Luca. I missed there completely. Me, so I me will too, say yeah. that. But I, I was on the tray. I mean, because oh. we were talking about, yo, the guys that dominate in college tend to translate this dominance into the league. Yeah. You it's know what I'm saying? Hard. Yeah, if you're going yeah, for 30 and 8 a night in the Big 12, you could probably put up 25 and 7 in the league. Well, yeah, well, and if your team is winning, like in, in Oklahoma, right. they weren't great, but they were winning games that year. So yeah, they snuck in the tournament. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So and like yeah, Ice Trey, I, I I love it. I love that he's talking back to Jimmy. Yo, Jimmy is such a smart trash talker. Did you see that whole Jimmy thing? No, I didn't. So so a couple a couple weeks ago, or last time they played, or I, I don't know if it's a couple weeks, but whatever. Last time the Hawks in uh, Miami played. They were up, Atlanta was up like six minutes or six points with a minute left or like a minute ten left. And Trey Young like gestured to the camera that the game was over, like it's over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Jimmy was and, like, and yo, Jimmy you're a fortune like, yeah, teller, no. blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. then, so then last night, Trey goes off for 50, whatever. They win. They beat Miami. And he says like, yeah, I can see the future. I knew this game was coming. And Jimmy just doesn't respond. Jimmy only responds, like, when he has the leverage. So, like, something's going to happen later on where he'll be like, oh, yeah, what's up, Trey, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when he when he he's smart where if he's if the battle's already lost, like, he doesn't respond to shit. He just say, all right, whatever. Like, hey, listen, man. He usually my- said some goofy shit like, yo, you guys are bottom of the league in the East. But, like, he's just, you know. My, my, thought, my thoughts on Jimmy Butler are well known, man. I love, Jimmy's the I best. Love, I love Jimmy Butler, man. <laughs> I Jimmy's love Jimmy. Got it out the mud, Butler. I Jimmy's think he's great. <laughs> I love Jimmy, man. He goes out there and puts in a shift daily. Made himself a boss, man. Thirtieth pick in the draft, made himself made himself into a top ten player. Can't knock it. Um, I was listening to this interview with Quavo last year, and they asked him like, "Oh man, like you know, well, how do you feel about the Hawks?" drafting Trey Young over Luca. And he had an interesting statement. He's like, here in Atlanta, like you had to take Trey. Like Trey, Trey is who you need to be the face of the Atlanta Hawks. Um and here we are like a year later. And I like I couldn't agree more. Like they love his ass out there. Yeah. Obviously in Atlanta's a black city, you gotta have that black star. Um yeah, that, he, he's gonna he he's saying. gonna run that top. Bro, that's a city I haven't spent any time in. I need to go out to Atlanta and see what's see what's cracking over there. Yeah. Have I mean, you have you done I, Atlanta yet? Not not no, I haven't. Not like that. No, no, no. I haven't I had. The, go, I haven't I had the Magic local, City Monday. I haven't had the local take me around. <laughs> I and, need. I need to do that Magic City Monday. I've been in the suburbs and shit, but yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, it's like the black capital of America, man. I feel like we need to, need to go see what's going on over there. The NFLPA dropped the CBA proposal fact sheet. It's interesting. Um, a lot of a lot of guys off top. JJ Watt, um, Richard Sherman retweeted uh, Darren Ravel's slander on the new option, saying it's one of the worst uh, CBA agreements, labor agreements since the NHL players came back uh, when they were on strike. Who said that, Ravel? Ravel said that, and then Richard Sherman retweeted it. Really. Yeah, he said it's one of the worst deals he's ever seen covering business the last 20 years, and Richard Sherman retweeted it. J.J. Watt said it's a hard no for this uh, for this new CBA. And I was watching Get Up this morning, and I think they made some really valid points where, yeah, J.J. Watt could say that because he's on the tier 1% of the NFL guys in money. 
But you you got to kind of keep in mind the little guy in this. But let's let's go through it. In this new in this new deal, they're trying to they're guaranteeing 48 percent share of revenue in twenty twenty one, with the ability to increase the percentage to forty eight and a half. If they go to seventeen games, what's your thoughts on seventeen games? Period. I don't know what I don't know. I don't like it. I think this is a hundred percent. The only reason you do this is a big money grab, which I guess goes without saying, but like, that's it. Me as a fan who loves watching NFL football and not beating down anybody's door for an extra game in the regular season. You know what I mean? Like I am fine. I think the 16 game format works. You play your division people twice. You play everybody else once and you're good to go. I mean, I don't understand. I don't understand why we have to change this around. I don't understand why we need another week of football. I don't understand what, wasn't settled in the 16 that or 17 that we already had so where do you stand like the record books and like all that type of shit yeah and like i have an issue with that too and like i'm not yeah i think that that extra game messes with the records um which you know again it's not like i, I just i don't feel like the nfl season needed to be longer i don't know why we need a 17th game other than the fact the owners want to pull out more money i also think it's grimy to the players because that extra game over five years, like that shortens players' careers. So that's ultimately what they want to do. And don't try to tell me like, oh, we're going to take away a preseason game that a lot of players don't even play in. And when they do, they play half of, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see the concession on that. I think that it's, it's meant to shorten players' careers. Um, so you constantly have new players coming in. You don't have to sign as long of contracts because those extra games add up over a while. Interesting. The veterans are going to feel it. You've been in the league for nine years. That's an extra half a season. This is football. That makes a difference. You know what I mean? Especially with your running backs, especially with your linebackers, your guys who are constantly taking those about hits. Anything like that? Yeah, That's I think I think it's more it's more dubious. You know what I'm saying? Than than, than on the surface, that shit shortens the fucking co- a, a career. You don't got to pay people. Bye bye third contract. It's more miles on the body, man. Especially for a running back. If I'm a running back, I'm like what? <laughs> you said you were running back. You dropped like fourteen, huh? A hundred percent. Yes, fourteen <laughs> games. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need seventeen games. So I don't. Yeah. And again, from a fan perspective, like I don't need it. I don't need an extra playoff team, right? Like the playoffs are meant to be sacred and exclusive. I don't need an extra playoff. The team. playoff game. The playoff setup right now, and I think it's pretty perfect. I don't know why. It's perfect. I don't know why you mess with it. It's perfect. But like, money, I get two games on Sunday, two on Saturday. Like, I'm good to go, man. I don't need another game. I don't need another week of the season. I don't need the Super Bowl to be – is the Super Bowl get pushed back a week or because you're eliminating that preseason game to stay the same? Uh, probably. I don't think they'd push it back a week. But I don't know, bro. Yeah. The, the shit – the product is so perfect. I, why, why, must, why must we try to just change it? For money. What? I get, yo, I mean, obviously, right? But, like, man, like, the greed is, is – is running that rampant, huh? What do you think yeah. is a what do you think is a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Shit. It's fucking crazy, man. Because you can't you can't talk about player safety. You're talking on both sides of your mouth. Yeah. You can't talk about player safety and then be like, hey, this game that we know is violent and fucking takes years off your life, let's have him play another one. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And we'll take away a preseason game. So that, you know, Joe Blow fucking linebacker gets one less opportunity to make it to the league, too. Yo, I think that's low a problem key. as well. Yo, low-key, that's that's really who's getting affected is the yeah, guy Yeah, because those, those jobs matter. Yeah, guys number guys number 45 through 53 on that roster, they're like, well, what the hell? 
that extra game was how I showed. And if you're a coach, that's you're also Bowl. like, I use that game to build depth. How many guys have been found in those random ass preseason games? Shout you know what I mean? That end up playing a role on your team because guess what? It's the NFL and people are going to get hurt. Sometimes your top two guys are going to get hurt. So, I mean, yeah, that shit costs people jobs. I don't like it. I think it's fucking stupid. And every time I'm like feeling good about the NFL, they go and do some other shit that pisses me off. I hate the NFL. I hate it so much. I love football. I hate the NFL. 100K increase for 2020 rookie minimums. That's a big jump. Another sure. 50K increase in 2021 and then 45 increase each year after that. So the league minimum guys, the, the, the rookie minimum guys and then the league minimum guys would really benefit from this. 90K for the minimum player salaries, 80 to 105K increase from 2021 and then 45K after that. So the, the, the minimum, the young guys would, would, would make a little extra cash, no doubt. For sure. That's cool. And another thing I liked is the uh, the THC. The THC testing is going to be, I guess, taken back a little bit. You can no longer get suspended for it because th- those rules are fucking stupid. For smoking the tree? But, yeah, you should be able to smoke the tree, man. Yeah, you really should be, bro. Hey, man, I'm an advocate, man. The tree, you know, <laughs> free, the, free the tree, man. Ain't nobody. You got all these dudes popping biking in left and right and shit. Like, that shit kills you. So, yeah. Pension increase of 10%. What do you, let me go back to this real quick, but I'm just going to dump into some of these and then we could kind of run off if we feel like talking about some of them. What do you feel like is a fair split period for kind of owners versus players? Should it be just 50, 50? Should it be? Yeah. You, I, I mean, I, I feel like it should always be at least 50, 50, bro. Well, didn't the NBA, isn't the NBA is like 51, 49 now? Yeah. 50. Yeah, NBA is pushing. Yeah, like the 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 owners are are the ones losing leverage a little bit. Yeah. Well, the thing, but the thing with the NBA is they have that that BRI, the basketball related income, yeah. and they're able to hide a lot of money and saying that it's not basketball related income. Yeah, and they got um, the, the boxes like they don't make money. The players don't make money off the box sales and shit. Right. They said that's a corporate corporate deal. Right. Um, yeah, fifty fifty. Without seeing the numbers in front of me and really having you know any like, knowledge of how that it, all works, fifty fifty sh- is is yeah. probably fifty fifty seems fair. fair to me. Yeah, right. I mean that seems fair to With me. With TV you know, money again, and yeah. like all, uh, yeah, I mean yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the, the the medical benefits after playing and like some of the pension stuff. That's the stuff that I'm really more concerned with. Like not what they're making while they're playing, but what's available to them after they're playing. Also, like, you know, like I'm big on, like, yeah, I think these dudes, their careers start so young and their whole life has been about football that once the career is over, a lot of these dudes don't really have any idea what the fuck to do because it's all they've been doing. So I'm big in, like, setting up some shit to help these guys transition into a career. You know what I mean? Like, keeping them involved in the NFL, whether it be through some alumni programs and things like that that get guys jobs. Like, I think all that type of shit matters, too, man. Right, the uh, benefit increase. Let's talk about those. A benefit just, increase, yeah. yeah I'm benefit, big on the benefits package because yeah. that's that's where we're really at right now because you got a lot of these guys that, that when it's over with, even if you only played for two or three years, like you're like, well, I'm 25 years old. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So, you right. know, has the league helped me with anything? Like, have they, you know, worked with me to get me back into school or some other job? Right, well, let me, re- let, let me read some coaching. of these. Let yeah. me read some yeah. of these benefit increases. Pension increase of 10%. 401k matching contribution increase to 30k, uh, annuity increase to 110k, life insurance, tuition reimbursement, 
I thought this was funny. Adding vision coverage to the healthcare plan. They didn't have vision on there. Yeah, how did you not have vision? What the fuck? <laughs> that's, why, that's why, why Jameis went and got his glasses. Yeah, like, hey. Surgery, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh, they got the they got the vision plan now. Oh, the new do CBA for the coming. Let me go get this going. Go Give me some W's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they got that on. I think either way, man. I hope they find a deal because obviously there's a lot of. There's a lot of people's livelihood at stake, but I, I, man, stop trying to ch- change the schedule and the length of games and the overtime and like it's just I man, don't like it, it, it's man. such a good product, man. I, I agree. I'm looking at I'm looking at the, this this tweet where it had all the listing, and the first thing this dude wrote is so the players never had vision coverage to the healthcare <laughs> plan. <before." laughs> That's the, that was the first thing that jumped off. That like, is wait, wait, crazy, wait. bro. How do they not have vision? These guys couldn't get their own. These guys couldn't get glasses. You can go work at any job and vision is like, yeah, vision, dental health. Like, yeah, we give you that. Like, that's that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, like who's in like charge that. over there? <laughs> shit like that does bot like how do you not have vision for people? Like, come on, man. Like, stop it, bro. Like, y- y'all are so they're so silly. It's a yeah. silly ass league, man. I agree. It's a silly ass league, bro. I wish the NBA was in charge of the NFL. <laughs> NBA should just run out. You, sh- you should give Adam Silver both of them joints. But here, man, just go ahead and take this. Run MLB, NBA. You know, you know who you should. You know who you shouldn't have run any leagues is Rob Manfred. Bro, no, what, what a bad, what, what a bad week. What the fuck was he talking <laughs> what is, about? What is he on? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the fuck was Yo, he talking if, about? If I'm a team owner, I'm like, hey man, you're 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 good. No more talking. Just don't. If you see a camera, just say no comment and keep it moving because every time we're you open your mouth, you, mis- you make us look stupid. We're working through it. Like uh, yeah, we're working through it exactly. Like they, they are. This it. is bad. It's gonna cost him his job too. You think I so? Like, yeah, I think it will. I think he's handled it terribly. The players hate him. The media hates him. Baseball looks stupid in how they've handled this. Lil, they're lucky it's baseball and not football where it would be like end-to-end coverage. You know what I mean? Like it's gotten <laughs> yeah, a lot of coverage. Right. But if this shit happened in the NFL, it's like, yo, get up every morning would be four hours of talking about yeah, this. Yeah, like but, if they were like tapping people's helmets or yeah, something. From like a PR standpoint, like it's just been bad for everybody involved. The players, the Astros, the fucking MLB. It's just been a disaster. And you got your players all around the league. It's pretty much open season on the commissioner and the Astros. I can't wait till the games start getting played. They're talking about, oh, we want to protect them from getting hit. Look, bro, if you're Bregman or you're Altuve, you're getting hit. Yeah. No way around it. You're getting hit. You better get that big ass. Who was it? Uh, Remember Carlos Quinton? He used to have that big ass elbow pad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you better get that that I'm ready to get hit joint. You know, you better get some catcher's gear. You better get some catcher's gear if you're going to go out there and try to bat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to get hit. hit armband. You're getting hit. Like That's I'm, funny. And I'm, yeah. If I'm a pitcher, I'm beaming you. And I don't even believe in that shit, but I'm beaming the fuck out of you. Like, yeah, okay. This is for my boy who got cut after he played y'all. Straight like that. Let's move yeah. over <coughs> to Kimba Walker. Man, Kimba, step back. Hurts. Kimba is missing time. We can keep it short here. He's missing time after the All Star game. After playing, he he, I think he played almost thirty minutes. He in played twenty nine minutes. <laughs> he played twenty nine <laughs> minutes in the All Star game, and now he missed practice, and now he'll miss the game uh, against the Timberwolves tonight. Listen, man, if I'm Brad Stevens, I'm calling Nick Nurse, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, 
it was Nurse that was the head coach, right? Or was it Budenholzer? Um, who coached? I think it was. I think it's they, always the winning. I thought isn't it was, it the winning. I thought it was the losing. Coach? I thought it was the losing conference's coach. I thought it was Budenholzer. I don't because know. the who cares? Yeah, whatever. Okay, whoever it was, I'm calling that coach and be like, "Hey, man, what the fuck?" You know, what I mean, for some context. So Kimba had missed. He had played in the previous four games leading up to the All Star break, but I think he had missed five games prior to that uh, with an injury. And so then, obviously, you know, he's an all-star starter. He goes on. He plays 29 minutes in the game. And then it's announced that he is going to miss today's game um, after he had played 29 minutes in the all-star game. So when I first heard this, I was like, man. Yeah, you'd be pissed off. It was, I wasn't pissed off at him, but it's kind of like a side-eye thing. Like, what? Like, hold on, bro. Not to me, we had like a nine-day all-star break, right? Um. And, like, yeah, you're already announcing him out. They announced him out yesterday for a game that was today. Yeah, so he it's like they practice. Do, it was a sore yeah. knee. Right. It's like he came out the All-Star game like, yeah, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? And if I'm the Celtics, I'm kind of like, yo, what the fuck? You know, why is he playing 30 minutes in this game? And why after this game is he now not able to come play for us when we actually need him and we're, we're, we're paying him to, you know, be our top dog? So right. I thought that that was kind of interesting. I'm not mad at Kimba. But, like, it just kind of sucks. I think it'll be interesting if he misses the game Sunday against the Lakers. Yeah. Then we could start talking about it. Then we could have a conversation because he, he 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 could play before the All-Star break and play at, <laughs> in the All-Star game. Now, if he all of a sudden starts missing a string of games coming out of the weekend, then it then it's a little bit of an issue. But hopefully it's one of those things where they looked at the schedule they're like, ah, the Timberwolves or whatever. Let's just sit our guy, and then we'll get him ready for Sunday against the Lakers because th- those are the games you gotta you gotta lock in for. Yeah, no, for sure. I just you, thought it, you could get away with without without Kemba not playing. Yeah, you can't. Obviously, get away coming with out the Sunday. break, you you coming out the break, you want all your guys together. It's really for that sure. second part of the season where you're really kind of gearing up for that run, and they're trying to you know get to that second spot um, potentially. So you don't want guys coming out of the bye weeks and then not playing and they were healthy yeah. before the bye week. <laughs> exactly. That that second spot gets them Brooklyn. You want to play Brooklyn over playing Indy. Right, exactly right. Let's close out the the three piece of spicy questions extra biscuit with this. So we were talking about narcos before, right? What do you look for in a TV show? Like what what, what is are you looking for drama? Are you looking for some drugs? Are you looking for violence are you are you into like the sci-fi shit are you looking to like old old uh like game of thrones type medieval type shit or what do you like if you have to pick like what am i gonna watch what am i gonna pick what you looking for some sort i like i like when there's some sort of element of crime involved you know whether it be like street crime so something like the wire is like one of my favorite shows but even like billions or something you know, with the white collar crime yeah. like billions exactly perfect example like billions type shit i like when there's someone doing something wrong um kind of set up you know what i mean yeah, that stuff's the, good the but obviously like i'm big on acting man like i can like there's there's movies that i'll watch that the act the movie's not that great but if the acting is like you know top 10 like i can watch that type of stuff so i'm, I'm really big on the acting um Absolutely. what else i don't know like we just watched joker the other day I thought like the movie was okay, but like you know, Phoenix was ridiculous. out of this world. Yeah, yeah he was ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, the movie was literally like whatever. Like it was fine, but like he was out of this world. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, yeah good think, act, good think, acting, a crime element, and you know, just yeah, 
the writing for me has got to be there. But yeah, I I, I yeah. hear you on the. I'm, I'm all about the dramas. If it's if it's if it's yeah, I guess I guess all I feel like all dramas are all dramas have crime. I was calling it a drime. Um, but yeah, I hear you on that. I thought that was just an interesting question, just to kind of piggyback off of what we were talking about earlier, trying to dive into a show like. I, this has got to be a part of it if I'm gonna dive in some 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 drama, some good writing. The cinema- I like present day shit too. Present day, yeah. See, I like the old shit. Like I love like old mafia shit or like medieval shit. I think that shit's really interesting. I like history in general. Though. I like cinematography too. Like I thought, uh, like the cinematography and and Joker was great. Like the scene setting and stuff. Like, right. like one of my favorite shows is uh, there's a show called Snowfall about crack cocaine in south central in the 80s it, it, and is that, is, it's on some goofy ass network though it's on fx oh okay what there's yeah, some other thing john, that's on some crazy network where i was like Dude, john I singleton like john singleton created it so you know he did like boys in the hood menace of society oh, before he passed yeah yeah okay and uh one thing that they do really well is like the scene setting of like south central like the use of color and contrast and all that like just the scenery is like dope Right. Um. And the eight, the outfits. Like I love like eighties type shit. Like paid in full. Takes you there. You know what I mean? Like, bro. Like I would have been the man in the eighties. Like, give me the gold rope train. <laughs> give me. You know what I'm saying? Like all that. Like I, the Kangles. Like all that shit to me is super fly. The four finger rings. Like I'd have been all about that shit. Right. Yeah. So I gotta check that out. Snowfall. Snowfall. Yeah, it's good. You like it? It's easy to watch. Like it's not one where you're like, let me figure out what's going on. Right. Sometimes I like see like that's another thing. Like, good question, man. Sometimes I like like I like the deep shows like the Game of Thrones and the wires and shit where you're like thinking and trying to think ahead. But sometimes I also like shit where it's just like you just get this overwhelmed. Is easy to watch. Right. Yeah, like put on some stuff I can watch. If I gotta look at my phone while I'm watching it, I don't miss the entire plot. You know what I'm saying? Like you pick up your phone during Game of Thrones, you might miss the entire episode. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Real shit. You know who's the hall you know who's in the Hall of Fame? In the banners for just easy to watch, fun, and entertaining. Huh. Entourage. Oh, that's a great, perfect example. Bro, not, it was the yeah. easiest show to yeah, watch. Easiest ever. to watch. And it's not like it was particularly good. Like, it wasn't deep at all. You know what I mean? And, like, fucking Adrian Grenier or whatever the hell his name is actually a terrible actor. Right. But it was easy <laughs> as hell to watch. Like, oh my perfect God. It was, example. It easy to watch. Easy to watch, fun. There was, there was chicks in it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, and whereas like you watch like Sopranos and they have whole episodes where it's just straight dialogue, you know what I mean? Yeah, Same with like Game of Thrones, Wire. In. Yeah, you really gotta lock in. But like, yeah, I, or like that's why I watch Ballers. Like, I don't even know if I like Ballers. Like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I don't know if I like the show. I don't know if I think it's good. I know that I'm entertained when I watch it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I know it's that for a I'm half just hour. chilling and yeah. it's a half an hour, and I it's get stupid. to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. There's some good cameos. It's like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's nothing where it's like, damn. Let me think about. I don't spend my week thinking about what what the Rock is gonna do next on Ballers. <laughs> the, what is the What is the Rock gonna do what's, next? What's Spencer's next adventure? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's just put it on. I'll watch it. Cool. I'll laugh. You know, like whatever, man. It's, it's cracking. Yeah. Got a I, bunch of dudes who are football players that don't look like football players. Like it's all good. <laughs> Hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I, I love it. Yeah, that's uh, the, the that was a good, good analogy right there. The rock ballers. I don't even know if I like ballers. <laughs> I don't even think I, I really like. Yeah, hey, I would never be like, oh, it's a great show. You gotta watch it. But I'd be like, if you wanna, if you got a half hour to burn, that is your show.
Let's touch on the Chicago only segment. We killed the All-Star Weekend. That might be the best All-Star Weekend of all time. I want to salute everybody from the city that was out repping, doing their thing for that. Yeah, um, it looked great. It was fucking great. It was awesome. I'm mad I didn't hit some of uh, – I really wanted to get – like Saturday, I was like, man, I'm going to go out and check out this JBL event. Uh, I wanted to check out some of the other shit that was going on. I never really made it out, but it shit looked like it was cracking. Yeah, the uh, just the energy, everybody yeah. around was dope. People um, enjoyed themselves. And to segue into the Bulls really quick, it was a shame that we weren't involved like that. We didn't have any involvement at all. Zach Levine, Levine, in the three point. Zach Levine shot a couple threes because he was out in the first round. So we shot, the, I don't know what, 33s or whatever it was. I don't know. That new, the new system is everything is all fucked up now. They got four-point shots and shit. Um, great, great play for Mountain Dew, by the way. That's the four point, yeah, the four point, Mount, the Mountain yeah. Dew four point. It's green, yeah. That was that's a that's a great marketing ploy, and it's awesome that the NBA approved that. Yeah, they're like, all right, like fuck it, we'll do it. That's fine. Like, cool. I like that they're experimenting with. Uh, I'll give the NBA that, man. I mean, like we were just talking about, we we don't love change for no reason, but I feel like they try shit that like is actually cool. Remember they had the one on one? Didn't they have a one on one tournament? Or they had horse one year? Do you remember that? Did, no. What? Yes, bro. What? They had horse Dude, like ten what? years ago. They what played it outside. <laughs> they played it outside. Yeah, it was horse. I do not remember that. Yeah, yeah. They played it, they, they played it outside. We were. In, I was. It was when I was in college. Okay. It didn't yeah. go over that well, but yeah, they had it. Yeah. Word up. <laughs> yeah. Word up. Word up. Word up. But um, the Bulls come out last night and get drilled. Off of the All Star break, uh, they were down at one point like twenty. They were down like twenty plus against the Hornets, who have nineteen wins, same the same amount. They had eighteen wins, and that they picked up their nineteenth yesterday against the Bulls. Is coming out sleepy like that out of the All Star break purely coaching, or is it just not enough talent? I mean, Archie Diakono started that small forward. Why are we even still asking these questions, man? Doesn't everything matter. that they everything that they have is just due to in, lack of institutional. You know how like institutional NCAA, NCAA teams get suspended and it's lack of institutional control? <laughs> That's the Bulls right now. The Listen, Bulls, man. Lack of Listen, institutional control. Before we even talk about last night, let me go ahead and give the opposite of the cornball of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this guy the I don't know, generic it's like tough guy of the week with Zach Levine for going out there. And going on all those ESPN platforms and all that, and taking it for the city. Just taking because he all really the did, man. Yeah, he's taking all the questions. It's got to be tough. Motherfuckers know that your team is trash. People know that you think that you should be an all star and you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, he went it was out there, all. He faced the it was music. all L's, he represented, no man. Shit, really. Like he represented, man. Like Zach, you know, I'll, I'll give him that, man. Like Zach doesn't have a ton of personality. He's kind of like a very like straightforward, serious guy. Um, but I mean, he went out there. He was, he was, you know, he faced the music. The fire guard packs chants were going. Uh, Chuck was trying to get him to say something bad about Lloyd Markin, and he wasn't going to take that bait. Um, so I'm, I gotta give him, I gotta give him some respect for going out there and doing that because I think that that was a tough spot, and the organization pretty much paraded him out there like, hey, you know, who didn't answer any questions was fucking John Paxson and Gar Foreman. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find them. Were what? they in Chicago? Yeah, you never see. I, I, man, bro, look. It's very well known that these guys never show up for anything. They'll announce that they're going to have a presser. They don't say shit in the presser. They blame it on everything else but themselves and the coach. It's, yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah. I thought that Ringer article was spot on that, like, you know, 
the, the NBA world descended upon Chicago and the Bulls couldn't have been in a worse state than where they are right now. You got fire guard pack stuff all over the place. We're kicking out fans for fire guard packs jerseys, you know, a couple days before the all-star break. I don't think you I should mean, be allowed to do that. So be kicked out for that? Yeah. Why, I don't see, it wasn't anything offensive. Why would you, why would I get kicked out of a, a seat that I paid for because I have a fire guard packs? That's like, yeah. I don't even understand that. It's, it's but, not offensive at all. It's not like right. I said, fuck guard packs or anything right. like that. Exactly. Like, it's, not vul- it's not vulgar. Right. Yeah, it's just a franchise out of control. Lack of institutional control. Lack of institutional We got a dumbass coach. We got a dumbass coach. We have, I, I, I don't even want to get started, man. We've, yeah, we've no, covered we gotta, this so many times. Yeah. But I, the, 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 the coach to me, like, I'm really like, I don't understand and if they trot him out there again next year, I don't know what I'm going to be able to tell you, man. Like, you know, they have tuned him out. They tuned him out so long ago. They are not listening to this man. It is obvious. I almost starting to feel bad for Boylan because I'm like, this guy is going to practice every day. He knows. He's the head coach. <laughs> he knows what it looks like when right. you're talking to a bunch of guys who aren't listening to you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like come on, man. Like, it, and, you know, all you do that. is talk about play hard, play hard, play hard. Guys played hard. But yeah, it's going. I think it's going great. Like I said, that, that's how I'm going to look at it now. Yeah, the, shout out the, Bulls fans. The less people that show up, and the the worse we play, and the more L's we take, gives us better better draft positioning, and hopefully an opportunity to to, to revamp the entire squad. It would be a dream come true if the if the Bulls can be in a a spot to get a top three pick and have a completely new front office. Yeah. Fuck around and get the number one pick and and get a new front office. Perfect situation. Get them all well, out of here, bro. The, the, it's just if there ever was an organization that just needed a fresh start, it's the Bulls. Even Man. if you love, even if you love guard packs, which I know only one person who does, but even if you love guard packs, I, I, there's no way you can look at this situation and just from perception, the perception around the league is that we are a dumpster fire. We are in that same group as the Cavs. We're in that same group as the Knicks. You know what I mean? Where free agents are looking here and other players are looking here and coaches even are going to be like, why would I go to that situation? Absolutely. A bad situation. I, dude, you got guys' offices bugged. You got guys turning up fans when they sit down and talk to the media. You got winning coaches being fired and replaced by dumbasses. You got a president and a GM, but you don't really know who's actually – well, you know who's in charge, but really, you know, like – and now it's all set up. What I tell you? It's all being set up for guard to take the blame this year, which we all knew. Right, and now they're bringing another GM, but Pax is still there. They're both basketball guys, so that's what I don't understand. If I'm another GM and I'm coming to get this Bulls job, I'm like, well, what does John do? Because I know John isn't out there fucking negotiating real estate deals. You know what I mean? He's he's not a, he's not he's not working with the marketing team. He's the president of basketball operations, which in effect is the same thing as the GM. So what am I just a glorified scout? Do I still got to run my decisions through him? Fuck that. Right. You know what I mean? So who would want to walk into this situation? We know this dude, we know that this dude has Jerry's ear and Jerry will never fire him. So it makes my job grimy. Why would I want to come in here and go to the Bulls? I get it. There's only 32 jobs, but why would I want to go there? The perception is whack. We don't have any players. Nobody's coming to the game. The fans are pissed. I think it's an interesting point that like, yo, even if you are on Paxton and Gar's side, at some point you got to look at the state of the team 
and be like, maybe it's just time for a new voice. It's time for a new voice. Uh, uh, just time for a fresh start. A fresh start, man. Listen, new people in the building, new vibes. Yeah, kind of like the whole, just like how it was with Lovey Smith. It's like, yo, he's been winning, but like maybe they just to get to the over. The, it was a mistake. Yeah, I'll say that hasn't worked yeah, out too well. But, but it was a mistake. But it's one of those things where it was like, I mean, if we're trying to get to the next step, maybe we just need a, a new well, voice. So that's what and we're businesses do. do it all the time. No CEO is a CEO of a company for a long time. You know what I mean? Right. Like CEOs, big time CEOs turn over like three to five years. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, yo. Every few years, it's just we got to put someone new in there to bring a new voice. Come Shit in with gets a mission, still. right? And these are successful people. Now, this is an unsuccessful regime, <laughs> right. right? Like we saw right. the numbers. You know what I mean? And they still talk about Derrick Rose. They still talk about some that happened six years ago as a reason why we can't move forward right now. And it's just fucking crazy. It's crazy, man. Like that—that's the difference, man. You look at like I was thinking about this yesterday, like. You, the difference between good franchises when they're down and bad franchises when they're down are obvious. Like, even the Lakers, right? They had some bad years over the last 10 years. Some really slim years. Those last few Kobe years and those years without Kobe before Bron got there were bad, right? But as an organization, they recovered, right? They did the right. Even last, just early as last year, the Magic debacle, they still recovered, right? And got the shit pointed in the right direction. You look at franchises like the Bulls. You look at franchises like the Knicks. Can't do right. And don't tell me about this 11 playoff appearances in 13 years. I don't want to hear it. I'm looking at it right now. I've been being sold a rebuild for three years, and we do not have a single piece that I feel ultra-confident rebuilding with. We might have some nice pieces that could turn into nice players, but we don't have a single fucking piece that I'm like, yes, that's a cornerstone of a rebuild. What did we just talked about Atlanta? Trey Young is the cornerstone of a rebuild. You could have nothing else, but if you're a Hawks fan, you look over and you say, oh, we have Trey Young. We'll figure something out. At least we have something. We can go out there and lose by 30, but hey, I'm watching Trey every fucking night. You look at the Bulls, it's like, well, what the fuck do we have? Some guys who might be decent role players on good teams. I don't, see, see this, I don't even want to go here today. It's fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and it you want to sit here and say, oh, it's going well, or we have a plan, or the foundation is laid. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because here's the thing. We can lose any one of these guys, and none of us would be like, oh, shit, damn. All these dudes are expendable. Except for maybe Wendell, but he can't stay on the fucking floor. Just like everybody else, we can't keep our players on the floor. They can't be healthy enough to participate. So we can't evaluate. Wait, so and when they so do participate, again, so they're trash. They, they, they're not healthy enough to participate, so we can't evaluate. <laughs> bro, that's your Johnny Cochran moment right there, bro. It's just facts. And don't know injuries happen. I get injuries happen, but it's every year with this team. Our guys are always hurt. They're never healthy. Guys get hurt out of nowhere. Guys will play 32 minutes, then on the next day, it's like, hey, he's out for six weeks. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, what do you mean? He just had 25 and 12. He just had 25 last night. He looked fine. <laughs> he was jumping up and down, celebrating with teammates. Now he's out for six weeks with a stretch fracture? <laughs> Who's stretching these dudes out, man? And, like, I, I, don't, I don't get it, dude. It's a bad organization. 
and, and, and everybody's just watching like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. I can imagine that working there has to be fucking terrible. Like, you've worked in places where the culture is bad, right? Like, you walk in, the lights are fucking flickering and dim. There's no fucking sound going on. Nobody's happy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's what that. That's what, that's what it looks like over there at the Advocate Center. I guarantee you. They're a joke. It's a joke of a franchise. This is the worst rebuild I've ever seen. <laughs> How you been building for four years? You ain't laid down a fucking brick. <laughs> it's facts, though. This is all facts. Real shit. It's just like, it's terrible. It's a bad rebuild, bro. We're left with nothing. We're left with nothing. Yeah, we're they gonna... tried to fucking, they tried to sell us campaign. Bro, did y'all they, forget? They really did try to sell us campaign. They tried to sell us campaign as a possible future of the point guard of the future. And then that same exact year when we were looking for point guards in the playoffs, they didn't even activate his ass against uh, fucking Boston that year. Was it Boston? Whoever we played that year when Rondo got hurt. My boy Rondo, shout out Rondo. So I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't understand how some of these people are still saying this is going well. We'll leave it there, man. Yeah, I agree, man. It, it, is, it is ugly and it's... We know what we got to do. Hopefully it gets done. Now I got to go out and do something with my day because I'm fired up over here. Fired up. Big Nick the Quick. For uh, I'm your host, Sean Little, for Big Nick the Quick. This is No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. Make sure you subscribe everywhere, man. Give us a rating. We're at 50, I think we're at 51 ratings. All five-star. Give us a rating if you can. Tell your homies. Pass it along. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No Catch-Up Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it.